Welcome to the Inexplicable Thoughts Podcast. This is your host, Franklin. I'm joined today by Jeremiah. Yep. I'm joined by Frederick. Yeah, what up? How you guys feeling today? Feeling all right. I feel um, great. <laughs> How are you recovering from last night? I'm fine, honestly. You know, it was... It's always an adventure going out with you. Um, <laughs> I end up at random people's birthdays that I don't know. <laughs> really trying to celebrate with them. <laughs> Yo, I, I will I will say though, I love the uh, the reemerging trend with the uh, what's it called the face bobble holdups because last night was hilarious with like his face going around the club. He had like five of those small like handled ones where he has like his face on it. And so like when you're like celebrating, you like put them up. And then he's a regular at the club we went to because the owner's like 22, 23, Diego. The owner of the club is 21, 22? Family money thing. <laughs> okay. You'll see that in Chicago a lot. Like a lot of the dudes who run the clubs that we go to are like us, like our age. Like the dude who runs Hubbard and George just Some is rich like, kids, okay. I mean, the one dude, his dad owns like a nine figure real estate company. So he just took some of his inheritance and opened the club. Huh. And it's huh. one of the most popular clubs in Chicago. <laughs> Um, but the, the big one was he printed out like a six foot tall, like printout of his face. And it was like on like legitimate, like cardboard paper. And he like had it going around the club. So you, there's a video of last night where like, there's a hundred of us. It, the pe- section was packed because mm-hmm. he invited all his friends, but there's like a hundred of us in the section. And then just in the middle, you like pan to the corner and there's just like a six foot cutout of his face. And there's like two girls, like jousting it back and forth over and over again and i was like honestly could have gone my entire life without seeing that but, <laughs> you know things things are the way they are for the reason they are but last night we were celebrating dev's birthday and then um aaron's birthday i think aaron turned 34 and dev turned 27 um but aaron's cool you should actually meet him he's from cleveland but he's a okay. notre dame undergrad um, Harvard MD, Harvard Master's grad, and now he's a Northwestern emergency um, surgeon. But he's easily one of the funniest oh, dudes. surgeon, okay. One of the funniest dudes I've ever met in my entire life, and he has been hammered for about four days straight. <laughs> they got home at 8 a.m. today. 8 a.m.? They're currently drinking. I got home at 3.30, and I feel like I need to call over and just die in a hole somewhere like i literally cannot drink again like i'm over this like healthy <laughs> you've been out you've been active i saw you guys hit view ro- rooftop yesterday <laughs> that was experience um he hits me up and he texts me and he's like have you been to view before and i was like no like I, i've heard good things and then he hits me up and he's like i feel very underdressed here. <laughs> <laughs> and i was like I mean, Chicago, like, and you know, like, yeah. Chicago is different from a fashion style. Like, you can't go out looking, like, bad. Like, you People will get... buy this <laughs> to go out that night. Like, I kid you not. We walk in there, and there's this dude who was, like, dressing like this red suit, these, like, red bottom shoes, and, like, like a, it was like a three-piece shoe, suit, and we were like, what the fuck is, what, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's like, it's my birthday today. You know, I, you know how I got how I got to be. People will show up, because the thing is, is that, like, Chicago is a resident city, but it's also a destination city. So, like, people actually live here, but then you also have people like, oh, I'm, I'm from Ohio, or, like, I'm from Indiana, or I'm from wherever, and Globally. Like, I'm going to come into Chicago and celebrate. So, like, sometimes you'll see shit at a club and you're just like, oh, that's cool. But, like, why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why, like, he knows, like, I have, uh, 
I have one day shipping on my Zara account, and it's like nineteen nineteen ninety nine a, a year. But like, if you order from 1999. Zara, nineteen ninety nine. Wait, oh wait, nineteen dollars. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's not so if you, I was thinking, like nine, like one nine nine, no, like no, no, no. two hundred dollars a year. Like, what's, that much for shipping? <laughs> Math was not his strong suit. <laughs> was not his strong suit growing up. Um, but the way I look at it is, it's free one day. It's one day shipping for nineteen ninety nine a year. If I order from Zara four times in a year, one day shipping for each of those orders is more than nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. It's like ten bucks per per order. Probably twice is more than yeah. So realistically, if you if you order from Zara twice in a year, it pays for itself. Um, and the only reason why I did that is like legitimately like you can get hit with plans like Thursday, and it's like yo, we're going out Saturday here. Like make sure you get your fit fit together. You're gonna hit Zara real yeah. quick for like a fifty dollars shirt. You can't pay that retail, that brick and mortar retail. <laughs> like, you're charge. gonna pay the, the the one day shipping to get it here. Like the same thing with uh with mom's thing yesterday. Like I legitimately ordered something from Amazon at ten a.m. and it was at my mom's house in Michigan at three p.m. Like yeah. I need it as soon as I I hit <laughs> hit the order. Like charge my card. I was like it's ten bucks. Like who the fuck cares? Like I'm convenience is a key hit the two to five window yeah <laughs> two to five if there's anything i've realized from growing up in my household that i used to hate from my dad was he was the laziest man when it came to like any mi- minor inconvenience and he's like i will pay for things to be done a certain way and it, whether it was an oil change something around the house and i would it always was either him paying for things or making us do it yeah. basically <laughs> and i always was That's like free labor. i was always exactly. like why were you why would you never figure it out yourself and then i like finally like went up to him at christmas this year and i was like now that i work like 10 12 hour days at work i was like i have no intention of doing anything that i can just pay someone to do like that door by the the uh, front i literally paid someone to do that yesterday cuz i was like i'm not going to figure it out myself and i was like i don't want to waste the time getting the resources and materials to do this and then spending more time Googling, how do I put a sliding door into my... And it's like, I'll just pay someone to come here. Had this 60-year-old black gentleman come through. (laughs) He inspected the scene. He went to Home Depot. He paid for the Home Depot supplies. He came in, brought his drill in, fixed the drill, or fixed the door. And then he charged me a per hour rate and a holding fee. And then I reimbursed him for the expenses. And he went on his way. And I was like, all right, thanks. And I went back to sitting on my couch. Had a great day. And you now have a sliding door. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do I think that the handle should have been on the other side of the door? Yes. I completely agree. Holding it on the left while it slides to the left is the craziest shit I've ever seen. But, like, he installed it the way he installed it, so I'm going to let it slide. Um, Are you going to let it slide? That's funny. <laughs> convenience is key. I, I'm just, I, I can't fathom doing something I can pay 50 bucks for someone to do like right I have never mounted a TV on the wall none of that like paid someone for that TV mount paid someone for that TV stand mount the projector in my bedroom someone I paid someone the same dude who did this did that one I had um the first month I was here I had four people in here just doing things simultaneously getting my apartment set up I had someone measuring my blinds for installation I had dude over here fixing that I had someone in my bath or my bedroom steaming my carpets like i don't want to do anything by myself painting these walls was enough effort (laughs) on my own like this shit took fucking weeks to paint every single fucking nook and cranny of this wall because i tell him all the time i will do something once to understand how to do it but after that i'm paying for it like i've changed a tire before i know how to change a tire I'm still calling AAA. Like, there's just no reason for me to be changing my own tire at this point. 
calling AAA every time. I don't want to change my tire. I'm gonna be straight up. I haven't. I've never changed a tire. Leave that for the professional. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. They went to training or school, whatever. Let them do that. Your tires are bought, by the way. But this is also a man who has a history. What's your story? I may have had tires that were like I don't know five years without a change, change or something like that, and they put they put a they put a uh, a penny and like it didn't go down at all. <laughs> like wait, wait, put, what do you mean a penny? The you know how you're supposed to check uh, the tread of your tires and you put the, the penny in and it's like supposed to come up to like Abraham Lincoln's head. Like the, the penny didn't change like height at all. Like it's just just it was just on the tire. Just have smooth. Tires. <laughs> <laughs> That's idea, man. I had smooth tires. Was, and like the man, Midwest, it was it was bad. It was hey, bad during the winter. Yo, man. Chicago would have cleaned them right up. <laughs> <laughs> the pothole potholes here will fuck up a whole rim, just off of like one side street. The one ways here are terrible. Alleys here are terrible, which is something I was not used to as alleyways in, until I moved to Chicago. But you are living a very dangerous life, my friend. I got, I got them changed. I got them changed. Five years is crazy though. <laughs> I like, thought there was no rotations in there, none of that. Nah. You don't go to the... There were t- uh, and, I, I and went to Club. This is why his car is always fucked up, though. I went to Sands Club, and they were like, oh, okay. So they installed my tires, and they're like, oh, come back in a couple miles or whatever to get tire rotations. And I was like, tire rotations? What the, fu- what the fuck is that? <laughs> 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 he was looking at me like, you don't know what, <laughs> 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 what tire rotations are? You've never gotten your tires rotated? I, I got them rotated recently after... You know, the last time I got them changed, but I never, I never got them rotated like before I got my tires changed. Like, do you change your filters? Filters of what? <laughs> no, like, what are we doing? Like, and this is why <laughs> your car is always in the shop. Legitimately, he'll text us probably every six weeks. He's like, I had to take the Cadillac in today, and my mom's like, "You should just buy a new car at this point." But now that I'm hearing this, I'm like, "It's not necessarily the car's fault. Like, <laughs> there's preventative measures that are." Composed. I get oil changes. It's not the occasionally. It's not the only thing about a car that needs to be like. I go in for full work on my car. You know how I just got my uh, my battery changed, like right before I came on this trip, and one of the they sent like pictures of everything they did. And everything they've documented, and one of the pictures they sent was a picture of a sticker I have apparently in one of my windows that was like uh, from last time I went to Walmart saying, uh, "What was it? You need to get your oil changed after this uh, mileage and this date." And that was like a month ago. <laughs> so I have this sticker that says I need to get my oil changed like a month ago in my window that I just I never noticed. And they're like, "You so, are you like are you not, not going to take this off or like?" <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> poor Cadillac. Um, anyway, before Fred leaves, let's hop into some topics. Um, is there anything of preference you wanted to discuss before you you head back let's, to Columbus? Let's talk about this uh, this Will Smith slap and this uh, the slap heard around the world. Yeah, the slap heard around the world. I had uh, I had a coworker who has friends in like like Japan and stuff like that. And like that night, while it was while it was happening, he was getting texts like, "Yo, did you see the slap that happened on the Oscars? Like they were at like the other side, like the other side of the world, and they saw that slap, and they were texting him about it." And I'm just like, I I didn't have any opinion at the time because I thought it was staged, but 
apparently that was a whole thing. I, I remember watching the, the video and I was like, oh, is this staged? And then he was like, keep your my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. I was like, oh, shit, this is serious. This is like, this is actual situation. And, uh, oh. If you were Will, would you have done the same thing? Nah, I'm going to be honest. Nah. Not with the history they had. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. Um. Are you saying with Jada and Will's history? Yeah, specifically if I was Will, no chance. Alright, so here's, and I've had this debate in many friend groups since then. I don't condone what he did. I don't condemn what he did because I don't speak for other people's actions. And obviously, like, he took that joke very personally. I'm just confused by the number of people who think that because you tell a joke doesn't mean I will put hands on you. I'm gonna beat your ass. I'm sorry. Like I don't know what the I don't know what the confusion was there. Like people get killed every fucking day for random shit, and people yeah. are surprised about a slap. I was for like, way less than that. You own the the responsibility of your words. Like if I feel disrespected by what you said, I'm well within my right to slap you. Am I gonna have to? I deal, disagree. Am I, disagree. I am I gonna have to deal with the pot- potential police <laughs> action? Professional comedian. Yes, but at the end of the day, you have to I've realize. I see comedians say worse shit on stage. And if you see, if someone's uh, harassing them in the audience, they get security to take them out. Yeah. You know Will Smith, though? Look, you, there is nothing. You, there is no, like, ticket you get that it puts you over an ass beating. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if that person is willing to do the time, the crime can be done. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's my perspective here is, like, people are like, it doesn't give you the right to hit someone. And I'm like, quite literally, if I felt like extending my hand and hitting you right now, there's nothing to stop me. The only thing Except people... security and police, etc. You ain't, you ain't Will Smith. Let's, let's there, make there that are, clear. There are hills people are willing to die on. It doesn't make it right, right. It doesn't to make it do, right. but... I understand. I understand. I really understand. Yeah. That's why I say I don't condone it, but I don't condemn it. Because it's like, I've been in situations where I'm like, I will stomp you out right now off the principle. Because you're not allowed to talk to me like that. You know what happened with my In that situation, my first thought was, oh, I'll smack the shit out of you. Doesn't mean I'm right. If someone touched my wife, if someone touched my wife, I can understand. But if someone just saying cracking jokes, I can't take that. I'm not taking it that seriously. I can't speak for other people. I'm I'm people who are close to me know that I'm a firm believer that if you wouldn't defend your partner, you don't actually love your partner. Right. I'm a firm believer in that. You could defend your partner the same way that Chris Rock was attacking her with your words, not slapping. I agree with you on that. But the way you would defend someone and the way I defend someone and the way any of the people in this room would defend someone are all different. So I can't speak to that. I wish that that's my point. Yeah, I wish we were all able to take like a step back and like see the hilarity in what happened. Shit was funny as fuck. The jokes funny. are the jokes are hilarious. Nothing is funnier than Judd Apatow and the other comedians going on social media and being like, "What if that was Betty White? Like, <laughs> no, like what are we what are we talking about? Like, if Betty White was in this situation, it would not have happened. It like, would this absolutely would not have, not have gone down like Judd like Apatow was on Twitter and he's like, "This is a." This is a, a farce against our like our community. Like this is he could have killed Chris Rock, and I was like, honestly, if Chris Rock had stumbled or fallen, like this would have been ten times funnier <laughs> because the jokes would have written themselves. Like he literally got bitch slapped, and then no wind up. Yeah, just like, follow through. <laughs> <laughs> the picture that they used to get him. In. <laughs> um. <laughs> And like oh, so many man. people were like, is it staged? Because they were looking at like from a, the perspective of Chris Rock allowing 
Will Smith just, just walk. No, 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 not even that, but like to just walk up on him. Yeah. Because like my first instinct after I tell a joke is like, oh, is someone offended? So I'm on alert after I tell a joke. Chris was like expecting him to like lean in and talk to him. Say something. I'm like, yo, you're at the Oscars. Like, why would Will Smith come on stage to joke with you? That's what I'm saying about professional comedians. You're not a professional comedian, so he doesn't. He's not automatically looking for someone to be offended. Like, if you're a professional comedian, you're offended. That's your problem, you know. If you're cracking jokes like Chris Rock, that's just the. If I have history the with way you, his spanning is. back twenty something years about you sneak dissing my wife, I'm gonna feel certain way. He has a joke in the 1990s about a girl he missed out on, and he like roasts her. It was about this is the same dude's talking about being in Rihanna's panties. Come on now, and, and, Chris Rock doesn't give a and fuck. And there's a lot of celebrities out there that don't fuck. Like people forget Beyonce doesn't fuck with Chris Rock. There's a lot of celebrities that don't fuck with Chris Rock. Like he's made jokes about people, and they're like, he is not like I'm not about him. Like he's an asshole. Like Beyonce's mom has come out and been like, I do not like Chris Rock because he shit on the fact that Tina Knowles car Tina Knowles. I didn't say, say Carter. <laughs> Tina Knowles named Beyonce Beyonce. And she was like, well, this is a name that came from something. This isn't just a random name I came up with. Um, he has a joke about Jada back in the 1990s. People keep forgetting at the last Oscars that Chris Rock hosted, he made fun of the, Will, the Smith family. He made fun of Will. He made fun of Jada because they were boycotting the Oscars that year because there was a lack of black representation mm-hmm. at the Oscars. And everyone took offense to that. So then the next Oscars I'm there, you pull up the block again and make a, an insulting joke about my wife who has alopecia. You can get slapped. I'm not saying it's the right thing to do, but in this situation, you can understand how you would feel a certain way about someone who has openly been degrading your family for years. And from what I understand in the reports that came out, Will Smith has openly said that, or Will Smith said to Chris Rock, like, keep my name out your mouth. Like, he made comments in the sense that, like, I don't like you commenting on my family. Do I think he should have waited until Chris Rock was backstage and then beat the shit out of him? Absolutely. There's an after party. That he could have touched him at. Exactly. That would have been way more like out of not on stage during an international event with cameras (laughs) streaming literally around the world. I think it would have been exponentially funnier if he had waited until an after party and you just see TMZ reports Monday afternoon like Will Smith gives Chris Rock a black eye like something like that would have been a little bit funnier because it's like oh like Will's trying to stand up for his girl, but at the same time I do understand what Jeremiah is saying and if I was. Married to Jada, I don't know if I'm going to defend her in that situation. Because it exacerbates the situation. Because now that he slapped Chris Rock, you know, on international television, the first thing everyone's reading is like, "Oh, what's going on with Will Smith and Jada, Jada Smith?" And they're talking about, you know, his their open relationship and the fact yeah. that he's sleep that she's sleeping with what's it, Jaden's friend August Alcina, I'm also, who's like half her age or something like that. I'm also extremely close to. Submitting to the thought that Will Smith might just be a cuck. Um, and there's there's a wide spectrum of sexual preferences out there, and we're not shaming anyone, kink shaming anyone. But he might just be into de- degradation, and this is well kink play with him and Jada, and he's feeding off. That is not where my mind. Like we don't know. <laughs> it, it did seem performative for him to get up in front of everyone immediately after the joke is told and yeah. slap him in that manner, and then do the, the flip of the flip of the jacket walking back <laughs> on the turn. I don't. It didn't make any sense. It seemed like he was playing a character. Have you, have you seen the camera angles right before, like like after the joke? He laughed, and then Jada had that look, like rolling her eyes. I was like, oh, I got, 
I got I got to defend my woman. I got right. you know, right? It seemed keep on her good side. It seemed way too intense for the most. Like the the crime did not fit like the replication. But hey, to like you said, to like each to each their own. Yep. Will made a choice. Now I'm curious to hear you guys' opinions on his punishments coming from it. Um. The Oscars are a elite white establishment. <laughs> have been for ever decades. Um, people act like this is the wildest shit to happen at the Oscars, and I always remember that the majority of America are stupid. Um, f- friendly reminder that only thirty percent of the U.S. have a bachelor's degree, nine percent have a master's, and even less have a PhD. And even if you were to account for the people that don't have degrees that are intelligent, you're still dealing with like. A lot of stupid people. 30 to 40% of the U.S. population are just actually stupid. And having seen the last two elections, I'm not really confused by that concept <laughs> at all. Um, <laughs> so, like, one of the things that someone brought up during the, the whole fiasco was the, the footage of the Native American actress that got harassed at the Oscars, like, 40 years ago. And they let that shit slide. And you think about, like, Harvey Weinstein. And, like, yep. there's so many sickos in... in uh, in Hollywood that people just ignore daily. Like, I just found out about the whole Sam Levinson situation this yeah. past week, which is disgusting. What's that? Um, he, they, like, brought out, like, Sam Levinson is the creator of, well, not creator, but he's, like, the producer, director of Euphoria and a lot mm-hmm. of other hit shows. And he's he's been pretty popular for the last 10 years. He's done a lot of shows that we would all watch in this show, this room. And so they, like, research, they, they've been on his head for, like, damn near three months because of Euphoria because... They're starting to not fuck with him because they're, they're like they're, they're, there's a lot of people within the fan base that think anytime he gets something good going, he like somehow finds a way to make it the worst piece of shit ever. And I like understand because the season ending of season two, you were just like, oh, like he's he's full of shit. Like this made no sense. Like there were so many plot lines that he just didn't resolve. He didn't even touch on. Like there's a whole plot line with a girl from season one where like she would take videos and like was like this sexual deviant on camera and like it was it was getting interesting. And then the whole season two, they were just like. We don't really give a fuck about you, so like, yeah, fuck cat. <laughs> like, it made no sense. Like, there were so many character, like, plot lines that like were super interesting, and they only focused on like three. And it was like, you can't just like loop us in on all this shit and then not bring it into season two. And so they've been on his head top, like digging into his past, and they circulated a photo of him with his previous girlfriend that he moved in with in like twenty eleven, mm-hmm. um, and he was twenty seven at the time, and she was fifty seven or something like that. And it got even creepier because... Excuse me? Um, <laughs> yeah, she was significantly older. And, like, I'm not going to lie, though. I had a crush on her growing up, like, Which way, one was this? way back. I can't remember who it is. But she always played, like, the hot mom in, like, so many shows or, like, the sexy villain. And I was like, you're not cute, but, like, because you've been in this role for, like, a very key part of my adolescence, there's, like, a weird <laughs> attraction here. Yeah. But she moved in with him. They thought it was really weird because she was, like, 30 to 40 years his senior. Yeah. But then it got even creepier because if you pay attention to his past, he is the definition of nepotism in Hollywood, which is rampant. And his dad was a really big director, producer. Um, and so his, his dad used to do work with his girlfriend. And so it was, like, this weird, like... You grew up watching this kid grow up. Some sounds like grooming going on. And then man. now you're like dating this kid because like legitimately like there's photos of like him on set like talking to his dad and her when she was like 30, and now she's dating him and it's like mm. su- super weird. Um, I don't know. It's, it's all foul. Like 
That's Hollywood. It's yeah. awful. So I think the the reaction is a little bit extreme in the sense that a ten year ban seems weird. Like a whole decade. Is Weinstein still been? Is he? Is he be at all? He's he's dying, dead, so I mean, right? like, I mean, even if he's dying, like him and Bill Cosby on their last. Also, by the way, I don't know about him. But he, like he was perfectly fine. Like right, was he? Right, right before he got convicted. You know, he he seemed pretty healthy. But then when they convicted, oh, he had to come into court with a cane. He had to be all weak and fragile. I I don't buy that. Diabetes is undefeated. I mean. Never lost. Well, we'll see. Never lost. That man was big before he went in, and he didn't look great going in. Like, I, I wasn't surprised by the reports. But the 10-year ban, I think, is some real sicko shit. But someone made a great point about the Oscars that I didn't really take into consideration until they made it. Will Smith has been to the Oscars twice in 30 years. You don't get invited to the Oscars unless you're nominated. So, like, right. realistically, he's probably not going to be at the Oscars in the next 10 years anyway. So who Probably. cares? And that was the th- that was the part where I was like, all right, I don't really care about the band because realistically, like, this is his first Oscar win. He's probably not going to be any more Oscar nominated movies for the foreseeable future. And by time that ten year ban is starting to creep up, like year four or five from now, like we're all going to forget about the slap. Like I realistically think by the end of the year, like one, it's going to be a, a uh, it's going to be a Halloween costume. For sure. How how do you make a slap a Halloween costume? Two suits. <laughs> Two suits. Hey. <laughs> it's gonna be a costume. It, we're gonna see it coming. But by the end of the year, people are gonna forget about this. It's gonna be an afterthought. We're gonna be thinking about the next Oscars. There's gonna be some fiasco that happens that's gonna take consume our time. Like people forget that we were in the middle of a war because of the Will Smith situation. That's and we're true. already focused on the next topic talking talking points of society. So realistically, like he's not going to be in any Oscar-nominated movies in the foreseeable future. So it's not really a concern for him. Yeah, Bad Boys Four, whatever it was, yeah. it wasn't going to cut it. He's gonna, he's realistically going to lay low like Travis Scott's doing right now for the next eight to ten months. He's going to pop back up and he's going to have deal after deal after deal. Facebook will come back, Netflix will come back. His documentary that got put on a wait list is going to be fire because they're going to incorporate the slap in there. And he'll talk about therapy, reflection, all this shit. Like, his book did really, really well. Like, people forget he's a hundred-plus millionaire. Like, he's not concerned about... I will admit, I did watch King Richard after the slap, and that was a good movie. It was yeah. good? Was yeah, it, it, was, okay. it was real good. I'm gonna check that out, but I'm, I'm kind of off the Will Smith bandwagon either way, so it is what it is. You heading out? Oh, he's, he said to check your phone. The man has the social awareness of a child. Are you turning your volume up? Yeah, I'm turning it back up. Right, got you. Um, so one of the things that... This is actually something that I, I do think that I would want Matt to talk about because he was the one who put that on the top. That's not yet. Um, one of the things in relation to the Will Smith situation is the Monique situation. Um, and I know you said you didn't know about that. And I had to educate you. Um, for anyone listening... Monique's situation has been going on for what I feel like has been most of the past decade. Um, Monique, hilarious comedian and actress, um, most notably for her role in the movie Precious, has been blacklisted for about six or seven years by, like, she accused Tyler Perry, Oprah, and Dan Levy, because Dan Levy did Precious, and so after Precious, Monique's rise in Hollywood was really, really fast. She was going up really, really fast. Um, and, like, people forget, like, during that run, she was in, like, dozens of movies in, like, the early 2010s, late 2000s. And then she, like, fell off the cliff of the earth. Like, she was what talking... What she accused him of? 
just black listing her. She was offered a role in Dan Levy's film that Tyler Perry and Oprah eventually stepped in as executive producers to back it. And they essentially were like, hey, it'd be a good look if you did this, yada, yada, yada. And they tried to underpay her. And she's like, I just did Precious. Like, I'm in a hot spot right now. Why the fuck would I do that? And they took it personally and, like, just blacklisted her. And so if you go to her Instagram, actually, and you can actually pull it up right now, she posted a picture with Dan Levy to address the rumors because Tyler Perry and Oprah, like, essentially came out and were like, hey, like, we want nothing but the best for her. Like, we want to see her you know, protected, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's an interesting situation if you pull it up. Um, I think it's really weird because it's just like, why do you feel so empowered to control someone's career? Um, yeah, that, that one right there. So that was to address the, the rumors. But if you read the comments, it's like, it's the third picture on her Instagram if you go to it. But it was a, yeah. Because she's essentially like, there was a whole rant she did on a talk show probably a year ago after the whole Amy Schumer um, Netflix deal and like a bunch of other people getting deals. And she talked about the fact that like she's been trying to sign deals for stand-ups and she's getting like half the money. And she's like, I'm 10 times funnier than a lot of these chicks. And realistically, like Amy Schumer is one of the worst comedians I've ever met in my entire life. Um, so glad they're dragging her right now. <laughs> I've been waiting for this. The thing that fucks me up about Amy Schumer was the fact that that whole joke situation that she was supposed to tell during um, the Oscars. Yeah. She she was she she had an interview after the Oscars where she talked about like the whole Wilson situation. She was like, she was like the white female, like, oh, I'm so, I'm so traumatized. Like, I had to cuddle my son tonight to like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, like, you know what I'm saying? But then she told she told a joke that she wanted to say during the Oscars, and it was so bad that like. As a, as a family, all of Twitter and social media said, we have to come together <laughs> and end this woman right here, right now. Um, so, like, everyone's been dragging her for, like, a week or a week straight. But she made a, she was trying to make a joke during the Oscars, and the Oscars board rejected it. But it was essentially, like, something about, um, like, the fear of something. And then she was like, um, it couldn't have been worse than the fear of, like, looking down the barrel with Alec Baldwin. And it was like a gun joke in re- in relation to like Alec Baldwin shooting. What? Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> and it wasn't it wasn't like tasteful or anything. Like it was like or funny. Like it was what? like I have to look up what it was, but it was honestly one of the worst jokes I've ever heard. And all of social media was like, we have to stop giving her the safe space to even breathe in regards <laughs> to comedy. And so they just been on her head like all week. And I'm honestly a fan of it because I've openly been saying for a decade now that she is one of the worst comedians I've ever seen. She's not funny. And it's, like, not a thing where, like, it's because she's a woman. I think Amy Wong on Netflix is one of the funniest. Ali movies. Wong. Ali she's Wong. good. Ali Wong. Sorry. I saw her, her, her stand-up special. That was great. I just saw that uh, that Boston white girl on Netflix do her special. She's really, I think her, her last name's Tomlinson, if you look it up I on Netflix. I think I've seen her. She's super funny. Her stand-up is hilarious. I just genuinely believe Amy Schumer is one of the worst comedians. Like, Trainwreck is a decent movie. If you would remove her, like, <laughs> remove the star. Love, love Bill Hader. I think he's amazing. I love LeBron being in it, but I legitimately think Amy Schumer makes that movie like ten times worse because she's one, not funny. Two, horrible personality. Like very like Karen esque. Like, Obnoxious. I, like, yeah, like, I have a I have a coworker who also hates Amy Schumer, and it's not just that she's not funny. He says that she steals all of her jokes. Like she has, she doesn't have a single original joke. And he just rants about how how much he hates Amy Schumer. So 
I don't. I don't watch enough of her stuff to have an actual opinion on her, but like, yeah, the comedy heads be saying she steals the jokes. I saw a, a side by side clip her and Patrice O'Neill, um, where she just really just straight plagiarized this man on a three part joke, yeah. part for part. So I'm, we're smoking that Amy Schumer pack. It's up in the air. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, also, now that you brought it up, Patrice O'Neill is top five comedians ever. Well, we can. That's a different segment. We can go top five. Right? <laughs> <laughs> We're comedians. We'll have that conversation one day. But like, if Patrice O'Neill had not died, he would be the hottest thing in comedy on this earth. He was the goat for many people. Like Dave Chappelle openly admits, like that was him. Like Andrew Schultz says, that was him. Like everyone in the comedy space, if you actually watch comedy, knows Patrice O'Neill was a dog. The only problem with Patrice O'Neill was like because he was so great. He was problematic in certain circles. Yeah, yeah. In the sense that it was difficult to manage his talents. Um, he wasn't really, like, bad, but he was very, I'm going to do things my way. He had that big guy energy. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? yeah. He, it, was, it was Patrice O'Neal's way for sure. And, well, I mean, RIP, but. But he, he's easily one of the funniest comedians to ever exist. And if you ever go back and watch some of his stand-up, you will legitimately cry tears. Um, and so... That was just a random tangent, but like Amy Schumer is the worst. Cannot wait. Like, as Chewie would say, I'm not wishing on your downfall. I have to participate in it. And that's 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 how I feel about Amy Schumer. It's like I can't watch from the sidelines. I'm gonna go on Twitter and bash you on so- social well, media. Like, I guess I gotta get ready to get going. So I'm just gonna leave my uh, place in this podcast with this. Three of the top three would be Patrice O'Neill, Bill Burr, and Dave Chappelle. That's it. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, we had to take a quick intermission. <laughs> um, gonna gonna hit on something that I actually really really wanted to talk about. Um, I'm gonna skip this fucking male birth control topic because I do want to hear Max's opinion on this. Um, I'm sure he's gonna have an actual absolute hilarious take, and I also might have Colin come on the podcast too. Um, a situation I actually wanted your, your opinion on, Jeremiah, is the 21-year-old drunk driver situation that happened two weeks ago. Huge talking point on Twitter. Um, for those who don't know, there was a young lady. She had a history of tweeting about drunk driving. Um, the night of the incident, she had been pulled over uh, speeding. I think she was like 150 mile per hour driving um, zone. And she gets pulled over. She's tweeting about it. And she's like, why did the cops just pull me over doing 100 in a 50? Like, da-da-da-da-da. And she had a history of tweeting, like, I'm the best drunk driver. Like, I'm so experienced at this. Like, this shit's really easy, yada, yada, yada. The cop gets a call in the middle of, you know, talking to her about why she was speeding. And there's apparently a pedestrian somewhere else, you know, a couple blocks away in the middle of the street. And another, a feather, another fellow officer needed assistance. So he let her go and went to go assist the other officer in handling the pedestrian. And she ended up actually hitting and killing all three people in the incident. Don't know how she ended up on the same street as them. Um, Not really clear on that. But super, super odd. Um, She hit both officers and the pedestrian that they were assisting. And so there was a huge dialogue on social media in the sense that you know, she is 21. People were saying that it was a common mistake and that she should be forgiven and that we should be understanding of someone of that age, you know, making mistakes. And so for me, it's one of those situations where 
I feel like we oftentimes try to create parallels between situations to make ourselves feel more comfortable about what transpired. But realistically, like you're at the age where you should know better. Right. Um, it's you're, just, you got it. But yeah, you're an adult. Um, it, in this particular, I think drunk driving in general, people got the misconception that at a point it's always oh, cool. Like, you know, I'm saving money. I'm driving. Um, why am I going to call it Uber? That kind of thing. It's dumb as fuck. We keep seeing time and time again. There's never like, there's no award given to you being a drunk driver. All that goes, all that could go wrong. Um, you could kill somebody. Yeah. And she killed three people. She's documented talking about, oh, I'm a great drunk driver. She tweeted after she got out of the first ticket. It's just a real sad situation. And I mean, it. The only reason we're privy of this one, this probably happens all over the country almost every day, but we're privy of this one just because of Twitter and what Twitter was able to find so quick on it. And it's like weird for me, like now having some time between the incident to, to think and reflect, but, you know, obviously waking up yesterday morning and hearing the news about Dwayne Haskins kind of like makes the situation even even scarier because you just realize how dangerous the the reality is of driving. Like I'm, I'm, one, I'm someone who like takes you know, a certain amount of leisure in my driving, like I probably could drive a little slower. I probably could be a little bit safer, but you know, I'm always present in the thought that like at any moment, like shit could happen. Like I'm very much someone that like before I turn left, I look both ways or like, even when I think I have a clear turn, like I'm still going to look like, and if I do make the turn, I'm going to speed up a little bit so that if anything happens, like I can adjust to the situation. But like driving in Chicago is different than any other city I've ever been in. Cause it's just so aggressive. Like New Jersey's really aggressive. New York's really aggressive. Other cities are really aggressive, but Chicago drivers just have a certain amount of arrogance about them that just pisses me off. Um, <laughs> Laws like, are optional. Huh? Red lights. You don't stop at red lights. Stop signs. No. All the pothead or potholes. Also potheads. Freaking <laughs> <laughs> crackheads. Like you might get, you know, yeah, a, a homeless person might come up to your car and trying to trying to run the fade real quick. Like it happens in this city. Um, the biker in your right lane. Yeah. Be aware. The bikers be fucking me up. I'm like, yo, you are right in my blind spot. Like, you should pull up as far as possible. Like, do yeah. not, like, pull up to the right front bumper of my car. Do not be in my blind spot. Um, but I, I just think the whole situation is, is very telling of where we are as a society. That's something that should be so slam shut in, in regards to, like, we should all have been on the same page. We're like, yeah, she made a mistake, but she needs to take responsibility for that. Like, people were trying to compare her to Kyle Rittenhouse. And I was like, there's not a parallel here to Kyle Rittenhouse. Like, those are two situations. And we were all on the same page that he should have been reprimanded, and but he wasn't. They were arguing that she doesn't deserve jail time yeah. for what she did? She needs, like, probation or something. No. <laughs> you need jail time if you kill three people. Yeah, like, I feel like that shouldn't be a hard topic of conversation. Like, the people who were involved in January 6th, jail time. Kyle Rittenhouse, jail time. Like, her, jail time. Like, it should be all in, in uniform. Like, the parallels people were trying to jump to where they were like, he can get sent free, but she has to go to jail. is really fucked up. Like, they were trying to say it's wealth privilege and then white privilege. And I'm like, no, this is really stupid. Like, they're both wrong. They're both wrong. And that's just an entire different situation that has a whole different legal precedence yeah. that, to, to take into account. Not that he should have been freed or anything, but it is not, like... Like a clear DUI, uh, three person uh, vehicle homicide. Yeah, look your homicide. Look, yeah, look your homicide. I'm also blown away by the fact that her tweets were so forthcoming about how, <laughs> like, she was, and it, it was crazy though, because, like, if Twitter's gonna do one thing, like, 
they will dig up the past. Like, greatest quotes I've ever heard are, time is undefeated and the internet is undefeated. Like, you will never win against either of those things. She might as well be prepared for that. But they dug up so many of her tweets where she was openly just like, yo, like, I'm the goat at this. And it's like, if you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. Because, like, realistically, like, he got, like, she got God. And I think that she should pay the time for her, her actions and take responsibility for what happened. And I think... It's a really sad situation and prayers and thoughts to all the families affected because I do think that there needs to be a bigger you know, conversation about, you know, dr- drinking and driving. I think it's way too rampant now. Like, I see dudes, you know, my age or around me that are so comfortable just, like, going out, you know, three or four drinks in and just riding around the city or going to the next day. Like, I don't, I don't personally like drinking and driving because I lost a friend when I was a kid. Um, and so like that for me is honestly one of the most irresponsible actions you can possibly make. Um, but once again, prayers and thoughts to, to all those families involved. Super, super scary situation. Um, I'm going to end this pod on a funny topic because I know Jeremiah was wondering what, what, what this was about. Um, I would like to collectively say that we need to eventually discuss the relevance or lack thereof of Lizzo. Um, I brought this up because it was, how do I say this? She released a women's workout line for, for fashion and workout. And the name's fire. I, I would have to Google it right now, but the name's fire. But one, who's buying workout clothes from Lizzo? Two, why does everyone think they can create a, a clothing line or a makeup line now? Or tequila. Like everyone has a tequila now. Everyone has a workout brand now, and everyone has a restaurant, whatever it may be, and it's just like, you're not necessarily cut from that cloth. I think you could be a great brand ambassador and owner, but have someone who's actually qualified run it for you. Um, I just think it's like, people are starting to really have a conversation about Blue Ivy's line. Like, Beyonce's Adidas line honestly isn't. I'm not going to say that because, you know. You better get canceled. The uh, beehive. Yeah. <laughs> Never putting that out there. But I'm just saying there's a conversation finally being had about the quality of that material. Um, shout out Beyonce and Jay-Z. Always one love to the, the, the royal family, the I, real royal family. I'm not scared to say it. Are we going to are we gonna be sh- act like we're shocked? <laughs> are these people trying to get some dollars on us? Like, come on. It's terrible. But the thing that, like, really, really made me think about it was, Kendall Jenner is, is a superstar in her space, so I understood her making her thing, her, her tequila, LeBron, superstar, The Rock has his own tequila, superstar, Kylie Jenner with makeup, superstar. A lot of the people in these spaces are superstars. Um, Beyonce, obviously, with Blue Ivy is a megastar. What qualifies Lizzo to start a brand? I don't really see her in the space to demand or garner that much attention. Um, I think she is a one-hit wonder. I think she's one of the best one-hit wonders. The grip her song had on white women for most of 2019-2020 is unmatched. We'll never... I don't know if we'll ever see that effect quite again. Um, she just went absolutely crazy crazy with that song. But could not tell you another song off her album. I don't really know anyone that listened to her music as a, a collective like in regards to like a complete composition um, compla- compilation. Um, and so for me, it's like... She had a hot year two or three years ago and hasn't really done anything significant since then. Um, And and her personality doesn't really garner that much attention from me. Like, I openly 
am aware of the fact that I am not her target audience. I'm not her target demo, and that's fine. And that's why I go I go out of my way to make sure that anything I say is not actually putting her down, but just me sharing my thoughts. I think she's extremely talented. I just don't think she has the right team in place to properly cater her image. Like I don't. She's an an enigma to me because she's constantly in the conversation, but I don't know what she's in the conversation for. Like, what is what credence does she have? Or what credence does she bring to said conversation? She's not really big in fashion, but she's in fashion conversations. She's not really big in music, but she's in music conversations. Like, you wouldn't say she's one of the hottest artists out right now, and you wouldn't say she's one of the hottest artists of the last couple of years. Like, she doesn't have anything to her. She's not Grammy-nominated, yeah. as far as I'm aware. <laughs> anyone can correct me on that. She doesn't really... She wasn't a big charter. Like, she was a big charter, but she wasn't, like, Lil Nas X, Cardi B type vibes. Like, there's just nothing significant about her that garners the level of attention that she currently gets. And I think that while I hope her brand is successful, I'm just confused as to the logistics and to why she got it. And I think it's funny that her, of all people, is, like, like I don't want to be that guy, but, like, let's be for real. She's not she's not doing all that much working out, likely. Actually I, I did hear people talking about oh for her to be able to do a twenty minute set, think about how many calories she's burning. And I, I <laughs> that's yeah. a good argument. Yeah. But I mean it's representation in my mind. I think that she is a person that is representing larger women. And when I say larger I mean like a little bit larger than large. Um in in a pop culture space, who else is out here doing it? They I mean, Adele was championed, Adele lost her weight. Who else is out here doing what Lizzo's doing at her size? Um, I do have, I, that, from a tequila standpoint, if you can make your money, you can make your money, I guess. But I do kind of differ from you in the uh, athleisure space. If She got 12 million followers on the gram. Now, I, I'm not going to say all of those are real or whatnot, but I'm looking at, I got 25 people following her currently. <laughs> <laughs> all of them are women. Um if they're gonna buy, if they're gonna buy my product, I would have an athleisure brand myself as Jeremiah. So she can get her money. Is this is this the brand though? Like is this the name of it? Yiddy? Yeah. Is this is that what they were talking about? Yeah. That is a dope name. Yeah. The name is fire. Like I'm not gonna cap. Like she's body and the colorway is crazy. Yeah, she on that skims that that Kim skims energy. I I also had to fact check. I went to her account. I have 120 20 people following her. <laughs> so I might be wrong on this. I'm open. I mean, a lot of these are celebrities. But yeah, if I look, it's mostly white and black women. Not a single dude I follow. Gary Vee was the only guy I follow following Lizzie. Lizzo, I'm sorry. Non-celebrity men are not in her followers right now. Oh, one dude and he's... Very telling. Yo, she's been posting a lot of fitness stuff in the last couple of weeks. It's the brand. I feel like she's trying to make a comeback, though. Like, why is she on um, SNL in the next couple of weeks? Like, what has she done recently? That week? Is she performing? Yeah. What was the song called again? I know what you're talking about. Love Hurts. Love Hurts? Okay. I think that's what it's called. I just don't... And it's not... To, like, what is she... All right, there's a cover for People Magazine. Women Change the World 2022, she's on the cover. Crazy. Something I've noticed with women, and it, the same thing kind of applies to what I've seen with Doja Cat's Rise. Like, they like to embrace an essence. 
or an energy out of a person. And so they take that essence or energy. Kim Kardashian, it transcends talent. So they like for guys, I feel like we like to look at for someone's performance in a particular space and say, oh, like he's the best at what he does. And that's when we lift someone up. For women, they just be like, they like people's energy. And if they like you, they're gonna support you, it looks like. Interesting. I, just, I wish her the best. I just, I want to understand. I really do. And if someone could reach out and explain it to me, I would love to. Um, but anyway, as always, appreciate you guys listening this week. Um, remember to stay authentic, and, and we'll be back in like two weeks, hopefully, with a full cast and crew um, locked and loaded. I'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about. Uh, have a great week.